testing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, these mics is hot today, boy. They they gonna sound like a real choir, bro. It's a good setup right here. Oh, I'm hoarse. I'm hoarse now. I'm hoarse. The devil thought it had me.
Have your attention, please. Worship will be starting in one minute. 
Please take this opportunity to prepare your hearts for worship and to be seated. And don't forget to put your cell phones on silent.
Corinthians chapter 2, and I will be reading it this morning from the New Living Translation, so mine may read a little bit different than yours. If you've got to say amen, if you need some more time, say hold on. It's all about him today. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm rejoicing that we're all in it. I ain't going to be selfish. I'm glad that we're all in it. Amen? And the word says as follows. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power, thank you, Lord, of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Yet when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, thank you, Lord, they would, have, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. 
That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. Let me say that one more time. But people who aren't, and the devil got mad because he flipped that off on me. Come on now, the devil is a lie. Come on now. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can't evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. I've read for you here this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 16. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. We will now have opening prayer.
Oh, 
right? A lot of things we go through is all because you give us grace. Lord, you blessed us in so many ways. Lord, I thank you for making me still alive. I thank you, Jesus, I'm still alive. scripture this morning to Hebrews chapter 13. That's Hebrews chapter 13 beginning at verse number 15. When you have it, if you're able, please stand and say amen. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 13 beginning at verse number 15. Now I'll be reading this from the New Living Translation. And it reads, Therefore let us offer through Jesus a continuous sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. That is the word of God for the people of God. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we come once again, Lord, to, to say thank you. Thank you for all that you continue to do with us. And Lord, we just pray that you continue to guide us on all that you have us to do. And right now, Lord, we ask you to bless this offering as only you can bless. Bless every saint that's here that's given. And Lord, bless those that don't have it to give. And Lord, bless those just to trust you, knowing that you can do all things. So now, Lord, we ask you to bless this offering. Lord, increase it as only you can increase. And, Lord, guide us what you have us to do, Lord, to continue to glorify you and to build your kingdom. Not our will, Lord, but that thy will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you haven't already done so, you may give so after service. You may give by PayPal or Cash App or just mail it into the church. You know, this is just a thing that God wants us to do. And we have to trust God with all things, knowing that his word is true when he said, I will supply your every need. 
God bless you. I love you. God bless you.
give the children they came up here a king of praise. thanks for this day. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We ask that you will send us a word from heaven. Allow us, O oh Lord God, to take that word and apply it to our heart. Now I am your servant, Lord God. I confess that I can do nothing without you. But I pray to do all things with you. So hide me behind the cross, lay me at your feet, consume me by your spirit, let there be no wane but only you, so you increase as I decrease. We ask this, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus, amen. Come and go with me, 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6 from the King James Version. When you have found the destination, we ask that those who are able to stand and reverence God's holy word. In that sixth chapter, I want to use the entire chapter, but for the sake of time and just to emphasize, I want to read verses 11 through 16 for your edification. If you're there, say amen. amen. Thus begins our reading. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness goodness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. Thou, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable unto the appearing of Lord Jesus Christ, which in his time he shall show, who is the blessed and only potate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords only hath immorality dwelling in the light who, which no man can approach unto whom no man has seen nor can see to whom be honor and power everlasting Amen You may be seated I'll try not to hold you long but uh 
you have the opportunity today to witness that the conversation that God has with me many occasions. And so there are times in life that maybe in your life, but I know in mine, that I get stuck in life. It seems like I, I lose track of the ability to move on, to just kind of get out of the way that circumstances that happen cause me to reflect back on it and I get stuck there and if I stay there long I, I, I'll get depressed and I'll get saddened by what's acquired of, of happening but God wants us to know this we must move on in life you, you can't stay where you were and get to where God is. In this particular chapter, Paul is advising, he's giving wisdom to Timothy. And so he begins with a subject that deals with people. And all of us have someone that we ultimately report to. If you don't report to anybody, you don't have any obligation. But here's the thing that I would communicate to you that I saw in this text that Paul was teaching Timothy to be faithful to masters. Now, you might be say to me that I'm talking about slavery, but in reality, it's not the slavery that you may be familiar with. It's really more in the vein of employer-employee. And in that sense, we are all slaves because you work for somebody, even if you work for yourself. He was telling Timothy, Timothy, that I, I need for you to live peaceably, obey what your masters tell you. In other words, he was saying, you ought to esteem others more than you esteem yourself. You ought to work giving your very best. That's why you show up to your job on time. That's why you do the exceptional things that you do to help you to get where you are. But you don't do it just because of a man. You don't do it because of the CEO. You don't do it because of the person that you report to. Ultimately, you do this because you want to glorify God. In Romans 12 and 18 and 19, it says, If it is possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably, all men. Dearly beloved, avenge yourselves. Do not avenge not yourselves, but rather give place to, unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. We need to certainly understand that when you are mistreated on the job, 
when they don't give you the promotion, when they act strange towards you or omit you in giving accolades about how well things are done, you need to let's turn it over to Jesus. For the word of God tells me that God will always fight my battle. As he said to Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. In 1 Timothy, the sixth verse, but goodness with contentment is great gain. You ought to treat others well even if they treat you wrong. Because you, you will kill them with kindness and you will keep, heap coals on their head. When people misuse you and abuse you, turn the other cheek. Look some other place maybe. Sometimes you just hold your peace when you could have given them a piece of your mind. But if you realize you can't stay there, you have to move on in life. When you find yourself staying to give your argument, to vindicate yourself, to prove that you are who you say you are, Action will speak louder than words. I can tell you who I am all day long, but it would mean more if I showed you because you might be too busy not being able to see who I am because you're listening to what I said. You have to move on in life. It is not just to deal with circumstances where you have an adversary. It is also when you get down, when you get to the point that you no longer feel that it is worth your time or your exercise to commit or to be involved in life. You want to give up. And you feel like that you have the obligation, you have the right to take at what God has given. I suggest to you that you remember you don't own life. That God breathed life into you. And as we deal with the circumstances of life, the certain situations that come up to all of us, we can look around and God tells us to move on from the circumstances. He tells us to move on from the situation. He tells us to move on from what the doctor told you and gave you bad news because if you look to the heel which cometh your help all of your help cometh from the Lord and if you have faith just the size of a mustard seed you can move mountains I dare somebody to just have some faith I need some faithful people in this place if you ask me today Am I going to make it to heaven? I would tell you, I pray to live the life that God has so ordained that I'll see him on the other side. But in the meantime, I've got to walk by faith. Not by sight. 
because I'm guaranteed this. If I call upon the name of Jesus, I shall be saved. Not, not if I call upon the name of Wayne. Not if I call upon the name of somebody that I like. But I've got to call upon the name of Jesus Christ. Make him my Lord and my Savior, my Redeemer forevermore. God will say that you're welcome. Come on up a little higher. And I'll make you ruler over many. Listen, Paul had to tell Timothy that I don't care what you think you possess care what gifts that you feel like you may have but in 1 Timothy 6 and 7 he says for we brought nothing into this world and it's certain we can carry nothing out naked I came into this world and naked shall I return it's amazing that the way you enter into the world and the way you leave in the world, you are not able to hide who you are. But we spin between the dashes. The moment you're, you are born to the moment that you die, wearing clothes to disguise who we might be. Wouldn't it be maybe simpler just to say, Lord, here I am, just as I am. I'm tired of me pretending, shucking and jiving and saying this is who I am but in reality I know one thing I am messed up I'm tore up from the floor up. Yeah Paul told Timothy yeah you may preach, you may be a preacher but ultimately, you must be real. I heard a preacher say, if you ain't real, you ain't right. And I need to help somebody to understand that you can't fake it till you make it. You got to be real. And real doesn't mean perf being perfect. It means saying that sometimes I stumble, sometimes I fall, but I'm able to get back up. Because I'm leaning on the promises of Jesus. Too many people are trying to outdo someone else to be content. Because Paul talked about it in this chapter. He says, you got to learn to be content, Wayne. You must be like the birds, the sparrows, that, and know that Whatever you need, God's got it. Wayne, I don't need for you to go around trying to get rich. Whatever you need, I, I, I got it. And, and you know what? My favor does apply to where even what you don't need, if you're seeking to get what you need every now and then, I'll give you what you don't need. That's why I gave you grace. I just need to know that, that everybody seems to, everybody will understand that 
It's okay to try to do better in life. But when you make that your priority and not God your priority, you're not moving on. Well, why do you say that, Pastor? Because I know me. I know me better than you know me. I know that I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I don't care how many old ladies I help across the street. I don't care how many visitations I make. I don't care how many prayers I send up. If I do not walk circumspect, in other words, I'm not going to walk perfect I'm not going to be without fault. But what matters is, is that is my mind stayed on Jesus? Am I seeking to please him or am I seeking to please Wayne? And Paul was simply trying to tell Timothy through the wisdom and through that which I have spent in life. Before I got to the road on Damascus. I thought everything that I was doing was okay, but, but I realized that I was a sinner and that I had messed up and that I needed a savior. Thank God that I found him on the road to Damascus. And all of us, I'm not the only one, but every one of us need to find Jesus. The good news is that all we have to do is look and see because he's standing right beside us. Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. The good news is he already looked for me and now I'm looking for him. I don't know about you, but I, I believe I found Jesus because something has changed in my life. I used to be a certain way. I used to talk a certain way. I used to walk a certain way. I used to live a certain way. But when I found Jesus, he turned me around. I don't do that anymore. I don't like that anymore. I don't want that anymore. I put my trust in Jesus. I had to move on. Because, see, when I look back over my life, I can't tell you that I'm proud of where I've been. But I'm so thankful that I did not stay there. Paul was telling Timothy, don't be like some people that want to preach the word for money you're worried about how you doing but you ought to preach so that other souls can be saved that somebody can be helped along the way God did not leave us here on this earth for no reason if you won't be a witness if you won't be a testimony then who will if you're going to sit on the fence, you won't tell anybody about Jesus. You, you won't tell the people that 
He's the way. He's the truth and the life. But maybe your testimony might be enough for somebody. Because if you just tell the truth about I'm not all of that in a bag of chips. If you are just truthful to tell somebody, look at me. If he can save a wretch like me, then he can save you. I had to move on. So when I moved on, some things changed in my life. People start to look at the light that reflected out of me. In other words, Jesus is the source of light. But if I'm his child, I ought to reflect the light that he shines. If you've been born again, people shouldn't have to ask you if you have. They ought to be able to look at you and say that you've been changed. Your attitude is different. Your walk is different. But if you still cussing the same cuss that you always do, you're still fussing the same fuss that you always do. If you're still lying like you always lie, if you're still shacking up like you always shacked up, if you're still fornicating like you always fornicated, if you're still doing what you always did, then you ain't never been changed. Romans said, let me seat you to present your body as a living sacrifice that is holy. In other words, dedicated unto the Lord. God don't get nothing that ain't dedicated to him. That is holy. For this is your reasonable service. In other words, it's the minimal that you ought to be able to do. You think you would have it bad if you gave your life to Christ and, and let him truly order your steps. Here's the thing that I would tell you. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was in the backwoods of life without a savior. And sin ruled in my life. But oh, when I became aware of who Jesus Christ was, you know what I told sin? I told sin, you got to hit the road. Don't let the doorknob hit you. Well, God split you. You got to have some boldness and some courage to speak to sin and tell sin that it no longer has power or authority over you. When I mess up now because I just messed up but you didn't make me do it. Don't give the devil too much authority and power in your life. Everybody sometimes want to, devil made me do it. No, no, don't put that line. You got to move on. Yeah, maybe it was a time when the devil did make you do it, but you have moved on and you said that nah, the devil didn't make me do that. I just misinterpreted. I, I just messed up. So I'm going to fess up. That's what the word of God says, that if you confess your faults, that he is faithful and true and will forgive us.
of all of unrighteousness. Who needs to be forgiven? If, I don't know about y'all, but I need forgiveness every day. Every day. I need his grace every day. Yeah, I might preach the word, but I got to live the word. That's what Paul was telling Timothy. You think it's not just enough for you to preach the word. Wayne, you got to live that word. And it ain't easy. Because sometimes I want to cuss them out. Sometimes I want to knock them out. Sometimes I want to let them know how I feel. But I got to hold my peace. Ain't God all right? He looked down beyond my faults and he saw all of my needs. And I'm moving on. Oh, anybody gonna move with me? Yeah. Uh, when I stacked up hymn books and Bibles, study war one no more. Yeah, Lord. Yeah. Where the hurts wheel, it don't roll no more. Ain't God all right? Do you know who I'm talking about? He's the Prince of Peace, the Lily of the Valley, the bright and the morning star, the wheel in the middle of a wheel. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The first and the last Sit up from everlasting To everlasting And I'm gonna move Move just like Enoch did All of his days he walked With the Lord Ain't God alright He looked beyond my faults And I saw my knees Yeah When people look at me they see a man that is willing to fight I might see my weapons are not carnal but it's prayer I don't mind falling on my knees and saying Lord help me please here I am just as I am I'm weary I'm wounded oh Lord I'm looking unto you to deliver me to save me to heal me when the doctor gives me bad news I said that's alright cause I'm gonna move move on up move on up a little higher yeah new level new devil but I'm gonna move I'm gonna move up on a little higher y'all can't see me now cause I'm moving up a little higher move on the knife ain't God alright when I did when I said I didn't know what I was going to do All I needed to do was just look unto him Who is the author and the finisher of my faith And everything, everything, everything will be alright Ain't God alright when you see me I don't look like I used to look I don't walk like I used to walk I don't talk like I used to look 
I've been changed. My name has been signed in the book of life. I believe it. I receive it. I'm going to see it one day when you can't see Wayne no more. One of these days when it's all over. And when I get over yonder, every day is like Sunday. Sweet Sabbath will have no end. Ain't God all right? He walks with me. He talks with me. He holds me in the hollow of his hand. Ain't God all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? for somebody to tell me is God alright is he on your side will he heal you will he save you will he deliver you yes he will God said move on it's time to move to the other side God he is alright
as a church daily, such as shall be saved. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Let's give God a big hand for that message to the message. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Our announcements. Praise God. Praise God. Our announcements today uh, that we mass choir rehearsal on February the 29th at, at 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, next month, March, is be the, our youth month. We want to come out and to encourage our youth and continue to, you know, pray for them and, and support them, uh, pray for them what they've done today. You know, the youth, they are tomorrow, so we got to pray for them and keep them prayed up and let them know that it is God is going to keep them. It is God's going to walk with them each and every day of their lives. Amen. Amen. On March the 9th, be God's learning lap at 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, our Youth Sunday speakers for Youth Sunday on, on, on March the 10th, um, Pastor Perry Smiley be with us. On the 17th, Minister Agnes Rogan will be with us. On the 24th, Minister our very own Minister Taylor Hobson will be with us, speaking with us. Uh, our revival, the three-day revival on the 18th, Pastor Lisa Rogers be with us on the 19th, Pastor Dante Birdsong, and, and on the 20th, Pastor-elect Duncor Archer. Amen. Amen. Continue to pray for those that are on sick and shut-in lists. Uh, continue just to be with them. Pray for those that are going through any bereavement, uh, the Lee family, and all that you may know. Continue to pray for them. And just a reminder, this is the, we're still in February. Happy birthday to all the February babies. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> And, and just to remind you, Sunday school every Sunday at 9.45, prayer breakfast every Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock, and Bible study every Wednesday nights at 6.30. God bless you. I love you. God bless you.
if I never get this opportunity again to tell you that your life matters to me. Your soul is not something that should be counted lightly. Please make sure that your call and your election sure and that you're seeking to glorify God. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. Jackson, are you receiving a reward today? Yeah, at First Baptist? All right. Do you know what that award is? Let's show some encouragement to Minister Jackson. Let us close. Father God, we give thanks for this day. We thank you for the grace that you extend unto us and the presence of your Holy Spirit. As we prepare to leave this place and not your presence, we ask that you allow your spirit to rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth, now and forever. In Jesus' name, the saints said... of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Dream 
that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners, will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream.
Catholic will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. 